0: A stu- stu- studio D production.
1: My sister,
0: I Jessica. was gonna say young lady, but then I was like, mm, she's thirty, meh. not so much.
1: Anymore. Also, when you're <laughs> teaching new skills, you need to reinforce them somehow, not punish them and That's make your true. sister cry. That's just true. saying,
2: but you never forgot that. Not Pun- well, it wasn't real. I'm telling them. about
1: a story that someone Jessie else didn't did. I all just mean sh- all of the things punches. I did to you. <laughs> she punches, sis, Punches. She punch punches. <laughs> punishes with punches that's horrible <laughs> uh, but is I'm it accurate?
0: punches a punisher. punishes with
1: punches a punisher, a punisher. oh okay Punchature. now, now no, you punisher. <laughs> now you may stop the
0: lesson i want to tell you a story I really It's effed up family story time. That's true, but you still. Hello, everyone. Welcome to effed up family story time. I'm Salem, and I'm Jess, and I'm Cal. Woo! And we're here today recording. I just want to point this out, um, but we're recording episode ninety eight. <gasps> Wow. Who's going to be on
1: 100?
0: That's what we need Not to talk me, about. I'm too damn busy, damn it. Maybe we need to have all five of us on somehow. Ooh. Like a hundredth episode extravaganza. Yeah. Extravaganza. Yeah. I could probably make that work. We'll plan something special for the listeners. They'll be so excited. We'll make them a cake. I'll write you a song. How's that? Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, we
2: need a hundredth episode song. We made it to a hundred. It's our, our centennial
1: Part and radio. maybe we'll do a giveaway for our 100th episode for our listener who writes into our
0: email. Oh, at there FFs, we go. The podcast we gmail. could do a giveaway. What would we give away? I don't what don't know. They have Someone to needs us? to write in first.
1: They have, um, share, they have to share
2: like their best story. Well, like we have to tell them to write in with something to be part
0: of. That's the- fair. No, their email content is give me a prize, bitch! I mean, I'm feeling Show like me the money. if we get one, we'll be <laughs> lucky. So I don't think it's gonna be a competition. Hey,
1: we've gotten, we've gotten <laughs> listener email. Oh, recently. that's
0: Right. We did get a listener email. Oh, yeah. Our listener wrote in with a suggestion for a story, which All I right. thought was pretty interesting. So we got an email from Ellen P. None of us know her. Of course not. She's a completely completely unknown listener. She's a stranger. Stranger. And the story that was suggested was the monster with 21 faces. So I don't know. And funny. We're gonna have to do some research because I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar either, Um, so we'll maybe yeah, maybe we'll I like listener suggestions, honestly, because We can't scour the entire internet and find all the fucking stories. And it's really easy for us to get caught in a rut, you know? Mm -hmm. So send us your suggestions.
2: That's why my past few stories have been so kind of not quite on theme for our podcast because you just run out of ideas and I needed to like look at something totally different than supernatural or crime because, yeah, because I didn't even know what to search anymore. Like those Google searches get so ridiculous, spooky things that happened in Maine. Like, you know, you have to get so weirdly specific sometimes because yeah. you can't just be like ghost stories. You get yeah. a million results. So like, exactly. you kind of have to pick something I want to specifically know about poltergeists. What can I find on
1: that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, send us your suggestions. Thank you. You like my enunciation? Suggestions there? at ffs the at gmail dot com.
0: Very good. Yes,
1: please. Because we need your help. Because we're tired of the Google wormhole. <laughs>
0: Very good. Well, should we get into the story?
1: Yeah. Speaking of stories and. Wormholes and wormholes. Worm no, wormholes is not oh, a thing. Not I was gonna make a joke about holes and then it felt too dirty. So I <laughs> You I meant rabbit out. holes is what we talked about. No, I, I called it the Google wormhole. Oh. So But you're right, you called it rabbit holes. Worm see, when I think wormhole, I think of traveling through space. Yeah, because you find one thing and then Google sucks you in and travels I you guess. to another thing. So I found that's how I found huh. mine in the Google wormhole. Rabbit hole makes sense, too. See, I, now yeah. we're talking too much about holes again. That's what I wanted to avoid. So let's get into my story. Is story it time? wrong that I immediately started thinking about
2: inappropriate things we talk about and then eventually got in like half a second to Dave Grohl's meat while we're talking about holes. Uh, that's because Jess always thinks about Dave's gro- Dave Grohl's I meat. I cannot hear a Foo Fighter song anymore. Dave Grohl's meat and holes? Dave Grohl's meat.
1: Well, now she'll think of holes. That's a new addition. That's a it new addition. Dave no, I just think Grohl's of Shia LaBeouf. Meat. For those of you who don't know, the reference to Dave Grohl's meat was one of our happy thoughts where he made a bunch of meat for a bunch of people one time.
0: For those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, Listen to more of our episodes, Dave. Yeah, no it. shit. If you don't know, that means you're not listening to the very end, and you're missing some <laughs> crucial, I mean, crucial I feel information. Like when
1: Jessica first mentioned Dave Grohl's meat, it took me a while to figure out what she was talking about, and that was my
0: happy story. It didn't take me even my, half a second, because okay. I also can't think of Dave Grohl without thinking right? of Dave Grohl's meat. Uh, all right,
1: all right. Right? Well,
0: I would like to get into my story
1: now, which has nothing to do with Dave Grohl and very little to do with meat. Or wormholes. Wait, wait did you hear that listeners that's some foreshadowing <laughs> it's very really. little to do with meat it's not really and even just thinking about what it has to do with meat is really gross and i don't oh. i want to take it back i mean dead bodies oh. are meat right well, i thought they you are. said
2: this was yeah. a happier story no
1: i said it wasn't as dark or sad it okay. doesn't mean it's okay happy. okay this is i am being on brand with our podcast let's be clear it's just not as fucked up as other stories on a scale of one to ten i only give this one a seven so all, all that being said i do want to give a very brief content warning for suicide so there's that however i will say we're not really talking about the suicides we just say the word suicide a bunch but if that is something that does not serve your journey then you take care of you and i wish you well
0: Turn off your podcast now. Yes.
1: It really is just saying the word a lot. So we don't really talk that much about it. And that's the only way. No, never
0: mind. No, we're not going to say it anymore. No.
1: <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Both of you were just so, like, deadpan, like... Not ready, clearly. I don't <laughs> I know you why know, I was waiting I, for I, somebody I was so disappointed. Was My jump. heart just sunk I'm I,
2: staring at you. I was responding. ready for you to start your story, but I wasn't ready for you to
1: ask me if I was ready. Does that make sense? I'm ready. All right. All right. All right. Well, ready. we're doing it, whether you're rather, ready or not. Because, ready okay. or not. Ready or not. we go. All right. So we're telling the story of the Hotel Del Salto.
2: Mm. Ooh. The lots hotel. of bad
1: accents. I can feel them yep. coming. Just get ready. Um, It's not too bad. I'm pretty good with Spanish. So the Hotel del Salto overlooks the Tequendama Falls in Colombia. Okay. Have you heard of this place? No. Uh -uh. I'm going to show you some pictures of it because it's pretty, pretty baller. All right. So we're talking about the Hotel del Salto and the Tequendama Falls in Colombia. The Tequendama Falls, beautiful waterfalls in Colombia, also called the Salto del Tequendama. So it is a four hundred thirty-three foot high waterfall. Wow, one hundred thirty-two meters high for all you non-imperials out there. Mm. I kind of love that by using the imperial system. I feel that it makes us like the imperial.
2: (laughs) We are the (laughs) The imperial. We're the
1: imperial (laughs) bastards.
2: So, <laughs> anyway. I apologize to all our international
1: listeners with with all of that, um, but she gave you the meters. It's for you guys. Yeah, 132 meters high. So, it's a waterfall uh, of the Bogota River. The Bogota River goes through Bogota and then also goes through the Bogota Savannah okay. in Colombia. So, Tequendama was one of the first permanent settlements in Colombia, and it dates back to approximately 10,000 BCE. Uh, So the people who settled this area of Colombia back before it was Colombia were uh, the Muisca people. So they uh, were there approximately 10,000 BCE and then were there
0: for thousands and thousands of years. That's a long time ago in Colombia. I think it's really cool when you find ancient civilization that's not overseas you know what i mean that's on the um whatever continent that we're on the the north american and south american continents you know i think that's cool
1: there's a lot of it that existed before but you, you don't hear colonizers about it.
0: came and destroyed well, it all. I mean, but you, there's the not Mayans,
1: the, the
2: Aztecs Yeah, but there's the not the incos. written history
0: about it. So you exactly. don't hear much right. about it and so I tend to forget about it. The and smaller, then I were like, Oh yeah, there's been people here on this continent or
2: whatever, yeah, you know. The smaller yeah. groups that didn't build giant pyramids of some sort, like we don't know much
1: about for sure. Yeah, and I mean the ten thousand BCE was one reference. This isn't the oldest settlement in Colombia. Mm-hmm. There was one that was thirteen thousand BCE. Um, And then there was another one that I believe was recognized as the second. I think this is the third oldest. I don't really know for sure. Um, And I saw one other thing that said that they found um, ancient or historic, like, um, uh, skeletons there from, like, 6,000. So, but still, a really, really long time. That's a long time ago. clearly here for thousands of years. So, Tekendama in the Muisca language means he who precipitated downward. Okay. And I still uh,
0: don't really know what that means. Well, Rain because it's down. the falls, right? Oh, so okay, there are these okay, waterfalls falls
1: there. So clearly the falls at Tekendama have been like a uh, were like a large part of the area. And they were named um, for themselves, I guess, you know. Okay. Precipitated that makes sense. precipitated downward. Precipitated um, downward. So they've always been a very sacred place to the Muisca people. So they're actually included in a variety of their creation myths. Mm-hmm. Um according to the Muisca religion, the Bogota area was flooded, and the waterfall was created by the legendary hero Bochica to save the people from dying in this flood. Okay. I like that name. Um, he used uh, his staff to break the rock and release the water that covered the Bogota savanna, and it allowed these waterfalls to then f- be formed and fall down below. What a nice guy. Um, so, these people lived in this region for thousands of years, happily, theoretically. And then in 1537, the Spanish conquistadors came to the Muisca territories. I can imagine and how this goes. it all up. It's the first effed up part of our story. So from 1537 to 1540, they basically moved through the territories and conquered all the peoples. Interestingly, the Muisca were much more organized than some of the other indigenous peoples that the conquistadors had already encountered. So they had organized themselves into a confederation formed of two smaller confederations. They had the Zipa and the Zaque. And then they had a variety of smaller states that made up this large confederation. And the Muis- Muisca Confederation was thought to be one of the biggest and best organized confederations of tribes in the, on the South American continent wow. like ever.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: And despite this, the Spaniards still killed them all. Well, they um, were assholes. Yeah. So, so the Spaniards they were had little trouble be, like conquering all these people. They actually took advantage of the rivalry between those two smaller confederations, the Zipa and the Zake, even though they were working together under a larger oh, confederation. Also like our American government right now. I mean, maybe there are some parallels there. Yeah. So they kind of took advantage of that rivalry, and then it was in 1539 and 1540 that the last Muisca sovereigns were executed. So this entire people was destroyed. They were annihilated. Yeah.
2: Uh, As was
1: (coughs) most of the indigenous population. Yeah, absolutely. so sad. And Spanish conquistadors, but also the English colonizers. I mean, our entire continent and the South American continent is built on the bodies of indigenous yeah, peoples. Yeah, we, we know that. From, I mean, from all European countries, yeah, really. Been- so basically, the Muisca people were essentially wiped out. Their population drastically decreased, and then the remaining Muisca people were just generally assimilated into the dominant culture. And so there are still some descendants uh, living in Colombia now, but the numbers are pretty small. So, as you may imagine, these conquests brought much tragedy, a lot of mass death to this land. The Muisca people were overrun and subjected to rape, murder, and slavery. So the ties to this particular region and the dama Falls, as the Spanish conquistadors were coming in and invading the land and, you know, really pillaging and, and destroying this entire people, some Muisca people wanted to invo- avoid the fates of being murdered or raped or Brought into slavery by the Spaniards and they chose instead to jump into the Salto de Tequendama
0: oh, instead of wow. um,
1: instead of you know, being caught, captured, killed. Um, so they believed that by jumping that would actually allow them to transform into eagles and they would fly away. So it became cool. a part of their belief system and mm-hmm. that's part of why they jumped. So a lot of people jumped, jumped into the Salto um, there's also some reports of during this fighting and all this time that some of the Muisca people's enemies were executed over the falls. And there are also oh. some reports of the Spaniards executing some of the Muisca people over the falls. Oh. So as you can imagine, the site of this mass murder Um, I mean, there was murder going on in the entire area region and the variety of Muisca territories. But this particular area, this area in particular, um, was a site of much death and then also Mm. had that additional component of having the falls there. So there were many deaths over the falls specifically. So it was at this site where all this death and and bloodshed happened that in 1923, a mansion was constructed. Constructed.
0: In that spot? Construction. This
1: is right this in that spot? Right alongside the cliff side at the top of the Tikken Dama Falls. So who owns the land there? Um, I don't... I mean, the Tikken... The, the site of the mansion was owned by someone. I don't know who owns...
0: But the it was cl- it was right there by
1: the. Falls, I mean, it was like so overlooking. The I mean,
0: falls. that's. I'm just thinking that's prime fucking land. Who the fuck? Yeah, but in like 1923,
1: no one probably oh, owned it. Yeah, some guy was probably some guy just, like, just built a I mansion. I claimed this is.
0: land. He walked
1: up and built a house. I yeah. didn't. I,
0: I forgot what year it was. So yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. So
1: 1923, this mansion was constructed. Interestingly, everyone liked to say it was constructed during the presidency of Pedro Nel Ospina. All of the places I, I read said that. So I said, why okay. is this important? So I looked up Pedro del Nell. Pedro Nel Ospina, and I've no idea why everyone mentions that it was built during that con- that yeah. presidency. I imagine it might be like Some person built a mansion during the presidency of Ronald Reagan. I don't know why it's important. He seemed like a nice guy. I don't know. I mean, maybe
2: it's just context really solidify the time period. So, you know, Maybe
1: I don't know. So if anyone knows the importance of Pedro Nel Ospina, please let us know. Otherwise, I think that a lot of people just kind of regurgitate the same story. Like a lot of the the English versions of this that I was reading just kind of regurgitate the same story. So that ended up in there. Now everyone just keeps saying it. But regardless, in 1923, a mansion was built overlooking the falls. It was built right on the cliffside with the Bogota River deep below. The building was constructed as a residential mansion home by the architect Carlos Arturo Tapias, Tapias, as a symbol of the joy and elegance of the elite citizens of the 1920s. Mm. The mansion of Tequendama Falls, as it was initially called, had high windows and French architecture, which reflected the joyful aesthetic of the roaring 1920s. That's cool. It was the scene of many lavish parties throughout the decade. And then in 1928, an addition was built and the mansion was converted into a hotel.
0: Okay. I want to stay there.
1: Well, you can't. Uh... Spoiler alert. So it was called the Hotel del Salto. So interestingly, this translates directly to Hotel of the Leap, or Leap Hotel, or Jump Hotel. Okay. Um, However, so a lot of people draw connections with that. Like, it's called the Hotel of the Leap. It's over this cliffside. But Salto is also used sometimes for waterfalls. I'm not sure sure when they use that term and when they don't. But even, like, the Tequendama Falls are called Salto del Tequendama, And so I think the idea was just that this is...
0: The Falls. It's
1: like the hotel looking over the falls yeah. is kind of the idea. Okay. A lot of people, though, draw some connections because well, a it bunch is of people
0: leapt from it. The Leap Hotel.
1: <laughs> so, this hotel, when it was created in 1923, it catered to the Bogota elite, it hosted gluttonous galas and pretentious functions. Huh. However, there was a bit of a dark side to this hotel being built upon this land that had seen so much death and darkness. What? So throughout the decades, numerous people leaped to their deaths from the hotel itself. What? Really? Or from the surrounding cliffside or from the falls that's themselves. That's weird. So this became a bit of a place that at least, I mean we don't have a lot of data on this, but at least it be- developed a reputation for being an area where people would go
0: to commit suicide. Like knowing they were going to commit suicide. It's a destination yeah. That's the speculation.
1: Yeah. It actually began being that's called the up. Suicide Hotel. There were also, however, reports of people accidentally falling from the balconies mm. of the hotel. It was right on the cliffside. I'll throw, show you some pictures at the break so, so you like can if get a you sense. fall out, you're not
2: just falling from whatever floor to
0: the ground. You're falling you're off falling the cliff. You're falling down to the river. Okay, yeah. Um, how many people just fall out of their balconies of any building? Whether it's on a cliff or not, though, that's like how many yeah. balcony fallings from one hotel do you have? I mean, There's a gluttonous,
1: decadent Parties, drunken, drug fueled, probably, maybe, and that was part of the speculation. But there's a question around that, like, why also, are there so many accidents in this? I hotel? would like to know
0: how tall the railings were too, because some places build balcony railings at right. that that height where I am tall enough, yeah, where if you I would just go right fucking yeah. over. Right. I go right fucking. Well, over we can the edge. let's try and look at the balconies
1: when I show you pictures.
0: Yeah. At, I I, at I just because I see that with older, especially with older construction, but mm-hmm. I'm also taller than most people back then. I would don't be. usually see
1: balconies that are tall enough for <laughs> little me to just <laughs> accidentally why? fall over. Well, I'm not sure about that specifically. A lot of people just attributed it to them being drunk. Um they you know, they served booze and had lavish parties at this place, maybe being a disoriented in the darkness right along the uh, cliffside. Yeah. Um but it's still a little weird, people it falling is. repeatedly off balconies. Uh, the hotel itself is directly on the cliffside and all around there are super steep cliffs and there's various treacherous areas. So even today, tourists or people up there are warned to stay close to the property at night lest they fall off the edge by mistake. So and it's I can see
0: that. Like from like the land. Slipping. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. I don't know about the balconies, but it is like just right over. Like Jess said, it's not like you're going to fall to the ground and then bounce down. It's just like straight down. You're jumping off the cliff
0: edge when you fall, when from, you the fall balcony. from the yeah. balcony. Yeah. Crazy. You may not know the answer to this, but I don't know how far down the cliff is. You probably said, but do they are they able to rescue the bodies or do they just are they unattainable?
1: Are they in the I river? I don't know the answer to that. I imagine based on some things we'll talk about after the break in terms of just their I mean, this is very different. I was going to say they treatment of the land, which is not the same as treatment of the bodies. But, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't able to get them out. But maybe there's a way down there. I don't know. Right. I, I don't just know the think of that.
0: like I think of like whatever that Mount Everest or whatever where there's all kinds of bodies mm-hmm. up there because oh, people die up there and they yeah. can't retrieve them because. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, because the river, like the river's so going to have, have a river be, bed. So they
0: would, because that could lead to paranormal activity or whatever. If there are if still that's bodies. Like, if their bodies were left that's there. That's never
1: been mentioned. The hotel itself is an operating business in the 20th century. I can't imagine that they could just can be in operation while there are dead bodies. But okay. we'll talk more because about the land in general, and you can make your own guess. I would I, guess I they would mean, have retrieved like, them. Probably.
2: Because if I fell from a balcony down there, and they just leave me, then the next person who rents that could potentially see me from the balcony. Well, that's what I in, mean. I don't know. Like, but how the whole I mean, area... Big
0: well, the yeah. cliff is. That's my thought. Is I don't know how big the cliff is. It's and a very I'm, big cliff. I imagine okay. if they can retrieve them, they will. They People don't yes. just leave bodies. No, I just not didn't even, know if it was... So,
1: no, I, th- okay. I am I am certain that they would have retrieved them. The reason that I'm hesitating is because what we'll talk about in the next section is a little bit more of just their treatment of the river and the land and the pollution and all of that. Oh, okay. And my thought process was, it, at some point, it got pretty disgusting to stay there anyway. Would mm-hmm. a body make that much of a difference if you were staying there? Uh-huh. But the reality is that there's no... I mean, this is a a civilized society they're not going to leave these <laughs> they're bodies not right. down if below. they can get them i just don't know I, if they could get and to and i think them, they could because they it's a river could. that they can follow it's, they can they may not it's it a very it sounds like drop, they could but, get
0: to it they just have to take a different route to i imagine get there and haul the body and out. i'm yeah. gonna
1: assume that because it just doesn't seem like it's 100 percent inaccessible okay okay that's that's but we'll see okay. i don't know maybe cool. we won't see i don't have that <laughs> information. sorry sorry i always like
0: we always ask the hard questions
1: and I or don't the, know the answer. Or the fucking
0: weird question. I don't know
1: the answer, so we will assume that they figure it out. Anyway, so we're about to go into our break. I was just going to say that the because of this gruesome history and the suicides and the accidents that continued all throughout the 20th century while this place was open, many people believe that this
0: is some of the most haunted land in all of Colombia.
1: So that is where we're going to take I could take see.
0: Back. I mean, there's a lot of death that happened. And tra- mm-hmm. not just death, but tragic death. Yeah. Right. Well, it's kind of like when we were in Savannah, like some of the activity that we got at the one brewery, it's like, was it activity from the fires that happened Mm. in this century? Was it from the war that happened in this decade? Was it from that stuff that actually happened in the building? Or was it, you know, like tunnels? Was it from the shit that happened on the land before anything was built there? Because there were wars with the indigenous people, you know, like there's just so much tragedy that happens. And it builds on itself, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, the
1: initial tragedy might draw more tragedy, which draws more tragedy, and then you might have kind of these layering of, of, yeah. of oh. memories being held in a land.
2: Well, it's all energy, and energy builds up, you know? So the more you add to it, yeah, the more it needs a place to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's sure. just interesting to think about. Hmm.
1: So let's go take our break. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of that energy. Sounds good. Hey, little shemmies. Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us. If you wanted to send us an email with your spooky stories, I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. Our email is ffs the at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're ffs the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at e f f e d up We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shammies, and uh,
0: back to the show. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. We are back from break. (laughs) Drinking our smoothies. We're going to smooth right into this effed up episode. That's good. That's a smooth segue. (laughs) We're going to drink our creamy smoothies, and we're going to cream right into this
1: second half of our episode. I'm going to Vermont. I'm going home. I'm going to Vermont in October, and they have something in Vermont called a creamy And it's a maple like soft serve, basically. Weird. But I'm actually really excited to have a creamy, creamy. But it sounds,
0: it just feels. It just sounds dirty. All right. Well, should we get into our story?
1: Yeah. Well, then let's just. Oh, you know what we didn't do? What didn't we do? I do need your internet because I was going to show you pictures. So that is on the cliffside. Oh, that's cool. So you can see the. Just how it like kind of hangs out over the cliff.
0: And it is really on the edge Mm -hmm. of the cliff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And those balconies up top look a little short. I don't know. They kind of do. Yeah. They They do
0: kind of look short.
1: So maybe it's just real easy to die there. I don't know. It's
0: just poor construction.
1: And then you got to see one with the falls in it to see how close it is to the falls. Now, I will say there are a bunch of pictures that have popped up that are like supposedly of the inside like decrepit inside, and I think there some of them have been found to be bullshit. But oh, okay, oh, so there's another picture that oh, shows how cool, close it though. is to the falls. Okay, so it's across on the other side from the it's falls. It's actually it's all along. So you know, you know, like waterfalls come down, uh-huh. and then like a canyon forms, right? And there's like a ridge on either side of the river, right? It's right on the right side of the river.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So it's hard to tell from this picture, but gotcha. it's like that. So this is across from that that side. Okay. Right there. But you can okay. see how the house. Okay. Is, yeah,
0: I see it. Like yeah. along the
1: cliff side there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can search for Hotel del Salto to see some of these pictures. Um, one thing that's really interesting about the region is that it is very – it's often, like, very um, engulfed in, like, fog. And that really creates this kind of creepy vibe a yeah. little bit there. So a lot of the pictures show this kind of gloomy, foggy, cloudy sort of vibe with this old mansion
0: along the cliffside. I also it's wonder, really like, like paranormal researchers will say that certain kinds of rock can, can hold on to energy better. And I wonder if, like, having fog, having that water in the air helps hold that energy more, like certain kind of stone would. I don't know.
1: I certainly think it holds something that we're going to talk about.
0: Oh, okay.
1: On that note, let's jump back into the story. Yay! All right, so the Hotel Del Salto was in operation from 1928 until the early 1990s. So during this time, there were an alarming number of suicide reports as well as several guests mysteriously falling to their deaths from the hotel balcony, like we mentioned. Mm -hmm. And these are generally, the accidents were generally just thought to be drunkenness or, you know, things just happening. But there's just clearly a sinister history of this hotel that leaves us to wonder a little bit more. So in addition to these tragic deaths and the horrific history of the land, the guests of the hotel also reported various odd occurrences. Some claimed to see apparitions inside the hotel and outside by the falls. There were frequent reports of hearing screaming throughout the hotel at night, Mm. and some even said that they heard quiet voices talking in an unknown language. Many speculate that those were the spirits of the Muisca people conversing Mm. Uh, in their own language. Okay. So, over time, this place is getting a bit of a reputation for having a lot of accidents, a lot of deaths and suicides. And it's starting to get a little bit of a reputation for having these occurrences of spooky things happening, spooky noises happening. Initially, when the hotel was open in 1928, it was like a huge success, a great place for all the cool 19, 19- roaring 20s people to like come and have mm-hmm. celebrations. But the Great Depression kind of impacted it. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, like, most of its life was spent in this kind of, like, eh, we're doing okay kind of way. (laughs) Like, you know, like, they got through the Depression. They didn't close down. But they never got back to that height of when they first opened. And so you just have, you know, these reports of deaths and spooky things and just not necessarily doing the best it possibly can. And the whole – so it just kind of creates this whole vibe of this place just being this kind of, like, spooky, weird, you know, kind of thing. Mm. So – Colombia was affected by our Great Depression?
2: That is what I was told. I wonder if they had (laughs) a lot of American tourists who went there or something.
1: I don't know, but I actually think that the Great Depression impacted a lot of the world because it was, you know, we were such a focal point true and probably more so in south america i don't know but that's a really good question i just heard that in the 1930s they were impacted and they kind of didn't do as well huh. and they just kind of stayed in that vibe like there was talk of uh, renovations building an 18 story like b- uh, hotel building in its place in the 1950s and that like never happened wow. so the good. vibe i get without having like hard concrete information was just that it was always kind of doing okay and always kind of creepy and always kind of just there. Interesting. Um, Now, I don't know some of the details. I will say also, when it came time to getting actual reports of some of the hauntings that happened there or some of just the ghostly activity. I mean, this is Colombia. So the people who experienced it speak Spanish. I do not speak Spanish. So most of these stories are likely going to be in Spanish and it seems like the English version of the Hotel del Salto stories kind of just was the same thing repeated again and again. Yeah. So if someone spoke Spanish and wanted to dig into some of these Spanish websites and do some Google Translate or like figure some things out, they might have some different stories. I did listen to one guy who said that he did do that. He'd used Google Translate. And he had a couple different haunting stories, but they just didn't, like, land for me. So I'll tell you a couple of them, but to me, it just didn't feel like it fit with the vibe of this place. Okay. So one of them was apparently of a sighting of a nun along the, like, riverbed, or they called it a lake. I don't really see much of a lake down at the base of the falls, but, like, the, where the water lands at the base of the falls, there were reports of seeing um, a nun, walking around okay. as far as i know there's no like religious buildings in this area maybe somewhere i don't know it's very mm-hmm. just like mountainous middle of nowhere forest about 20 miles outside of bogota like why would there be a nun there yeah but I'm, I'm not sure missionary? where maybe maybe i'm just really not sure where that would have come from but they say that they spotted um her like weeping along the banks of the river looking pious so i don't know if that means that she was like in a prayer position or what so that's what he was able to kind of pull from a translation of one story the other one he mentioned that i just feel it just feels really bullshitty to me was he said that there were some reports of people in the hotel seeing a um, beheaded apparition and I was just like, where would that even come from? Like all the reports and stories are of falling to their death. There's no story to correlate with the nun or with the beheaded apparition Did, to indicate that there were those people there at any point in time in actual yeah. history. Did the
2: conquistadors kill anybody by beheading? I mean, probably they were bastards, yeah. so maybe. It could I don't be from know. that,
0: maybe, but but it could
2: is- also just be BS.
0: Yeah.
1: So he said he dug through some translations and was able to find that. I myself did not dig through translations. So we're just going to say that could maybe, you know, maybe have happened, maybe not. Yeah. If you want to dig deeper into some of the reports or translations, then maybe you'd find some more information. In generally, in generally what was reported again and again and, like, what the—at least in English translations, like, has been um, more accepted, I guess— is that there were apparitions being seen, and then repeated reports of screaming throughout the hotel, hmm. and, that's and then creepy. repeated, repo- yeah, the screaming is real creepy, and then repeated reports of hearing people talk in a language they didn't understand. Okay, there is one particularly dark story that has a little more information that still, still not a lot though, still not a lot of information, but a little more information that we can talk through briefly, and that is the story of one guest who brutally murdered a young socialite girl oh they said that the murder was so gruesome that he splattered walls all the walls all with her blood Ugh. and they said many of the locals i guess said at the time that it was the dark energy of the falls that drove him to murder and wow. that he committed the murder to appease the voices he was hearing ah. Huh. In general, I guess it was the idea was that there wasn't really any reason for the murder, so I think they were trying to explain like why would he have done this. I think what is very unfortunate and sad is that there are a lot of cases, especially back in history, of men killing young women with quote unquote no mm-hmm. reason, and it's just because, yeah, power and you know yeah. all of that the that dynamic. Um, crime of passion that might happen, you know, various things. Women try to stand up for themselves, and it's not safe. So, I don't know. Regardless, um, this young girl was murdered, and uh, it is believed that her spirit remained, that she was seeking vengeance for her murder.
2: Murder.
1: And they say that she can be seen peering from the window of the room where she died.
2: Wow.
1: So that's one... Slightly more detailed story. None of this is really like corroborated. It's all, you know, in Spanish first of all, and like just you know, pretty light information.
0: Yeah, kind of like urban legend. Yes. almost. Yeah, exactly.
1: Very urban legendy for sure. So, despite all of these kind of dark stories, the murder, the various deaths, the reports of hauntings, the hotel continued to operate all the way through to the 1990s. However, throughout the 20th century, we had the other effed up thing happening that was not spiritual at all, and that was that the Bogota River and the Tequendama Falls became heavily contaminated, oh. and the area around the hotel was greatly impacted by the pollution. Mm, that sucks. So the river is currently considered to be one of the most contaminated in the world.
0: Wow. The
1: water in this river is so toxic that in some places no life can even survive. Really? That's so sad. Here's a quote from, I believe this was from a little bit back in the day, but it says, The Tecundama Falls has the dubious honor of being the largest wastewater falls in the world. Liquid wastes from the city are flushed untreated into the Bogota River at the lower edge of the savannah. A few kilometers upstream of the Tekindama Falls. And then downstream from Bogota, the river is just filled with sewage.
0: Oh. So it just comes from the city? They just don't have I
1: th- um, yeah, I think from Bogota because it's downstream of Bogota that the They don't falls have a sewer are.
0: system then. Or
1: didn't throughout most of the twentieth century. I, <clears throat> I believe would... they're now trying to rep re- what's the word? Rectify. Rectify this issue, but through most of the twentieth century they did not have any wow. of
0: that. Wow, okay.
1: So you have this hotel sitting on the top of the cliff with this contamination happening around it. So the original foundation became damaged as a part of the contamination from the water, like seeping into the ground and different things. And the river put off just an awful smell. Mm. Ew. And so that is also when the fog that I mentioned earlier, like if it's very foggy in that area uh-huh. and the moisture is just heavily polluted, Ew. it's just going to pick up that pollution gross. into the air.
2: Oh, gross. So wear a hazmat suit if you want to explore
1: Pretty the Hotel much. Del Salto.
2: Pretty much. Salto.
1: So you can imagine that this would also kind of... Le- like lend to the the creepy vibes of the place it's right. yeah. like not necessarily a thriving hotel and it's on the cliff side of this like murder site and, and mass murder site from history and multiple suicides and it just smells really gross and if you mm. walk around there you might catch something you might, yeah, you like, might get, sick. get sick or you might slip and fall to your death so wow. that's the vibe of yeah. this place let's go At a, this is what it was like as it's leading into the 1990s um, and so all of that, like the the pollution, the damage, uh, coupled with the frequent police investigations due to all the deaths at the falls and all of the reports of hauntings, the business was just decreasing. Like people were just less and less interested of going there. And the hotel eventually closed, I think, about 1992. They say early 90s. And then one thing I read said 1992. OK. And it was at that point that the hotel sat abandoned for more than two decades. Wow. So
0: 1990s, but go ahead. So it's abandoned still though, right?
1: So more than two decades, it's had abandoned after it closed in the 1990s reports of hauntings continued while the hotel was completely empty. There were still tales of a loud cry emanating from within the building at night um, addition. Who, who is there to hear it? Um Locals. Oh, I mean, there's not really anything there, but, like, locals who are around, who drive the road, okay, who are so maybe hiking, maybe okay. up there to explore the building. I guess I just was thinking they wouldn't go to, to poop fog land if they were locals. <laughs> I mean, I think the reality is that the whole area is heavily polluted, uh. so locals may... They just have to deal with it, probably. Just kind of
0: their their
2: life a little more. But there are people in that area. See, I was thinking of this as kind of isolated, but there are people around there that are close enough that they might hear noises coming
1: from it. Or they might be going through. I do think you're right to think of it as a very isolated area. It's like up in the mountains. But we're also talking about, you know, two decades. And I think that's part of why we don't have a lot of like concrete stories, because these are just like... The local urban legendary right. things happening in the community yeah. in Spanish, being told in Spanish over the period of decades. So I don't know that it could have been like once a year someone yeah, happened to true. be walking through there and heard something. It could have been less than that over. Well, and years.
0: I'm sure it's a a landmark that the communities around are familiar with, and so people might hike up in that area to just look at it or and to see the falls the well, falls. i are, mean if you're living in poop fog everywhere you go it's not really well, yeah. gonna make a difference <laughs> my, to
2: as i was listening to the story from the beginning though in my mind it was like hours away from yeah, anything I, else like you know what i mean like yeah, you and had, had actually, to want
1: to go there if you were gonna go there i think there is truth to that and not truth because it's only about 20 miles outside of bogota See, I was way off then. But it is mountainous. And so this is actually another thing, though, to mention is that the road leading up to the hotel and the road in the area is a mountainous road. So it is not necessarily like a lovely, I don't know if it's paved or not, but it has been the site of multiple uh, mudslides or accidents um, so you're not wrong in thinking this is somewhat isolated, but it's also isolated only 20 minutes outside of, okay, or 20 miles outside of their main capital of the entire country. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. So. Um, however, these different mudslides and accidents, people called bizarre with quotes. Mm. Um, so I don't know what makes them bizarre, yeah. but people believed them to be out of normal. Um, again, it's mountainous. Like you have rough roads, you have weird things happen, but the locals believed that... There were m- more accidents and mudslides and things on this road than were normal. And so huh. they believed that as further evidence of the paranormal activity in the region. Okay. And then many locals also say that while there are a lot of claims of weird things in the hotel, that it's the falls themselves that
0: are more haunted mm. and the region
1: that is more haunted.
0: Which would make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. The hotel just was placed in a poor location. Uh, yeah.
1: So, for 20ish years, more than 20 years, this place sat empty and abandoned, and it looked the way that it looked when I showed you those pictures. So, if you most of the pictures you find online are going to be during that time when it was abandoned because then people kind of developed an interest for it. And you might they got a few ghost hunters going up to check it out and, you know, that sort of thing. People were interested in it for that story. And it's a beautiful view of the falls and those sorts of things. So, people would still go up there. But eventually, in 2011, the National University of Columbia's Institute of Natural Sciences and the Ecological Farm Foundation of Porvenir, that's probably more detailed than you needed to know, they came together and decided to restore the hotel in order oh. to turn it into a museum. Cool. So they... Wanted it to be more of like a cultural hub rather than turn it into like a vacation spot. Mm -hmm. So they created the Tekindama Falls Museum of Biodiversity and Culture. Hmm. So, okay, so people say that it's become like a symbol of the country's heritage and a prime example of environmental pride. I'm not really sure what happens in this museum or if it's really that busy or that popular. Um, And I'll kind of explain why I feel that way. But regardless, they created this museum. People are very proud of it. In 2013, it opened its first exhibit, which was Caverns, Ecosystems of the Subterranean World. And that showcased the region's biodiversity and marvels of underwater ecology. So poop
2: fog's not an exhibit there? No, it's not
1: an exhibit there.
2: Or maybe they call it something else. Is it still around or has it, have they had any luck cleaning up? The area, Because to me, I still don't want to go to a museum if
1: it smells like shit and yeah. has contaminated air. <laughs> like. So let's talk about that. So I think that one, the re- restoration, like you can see it from the outside. It's painted white. It looks much nicer. Mm-hmm. In some shots, you can see kind of in through the windows. You can see that like it's been re- the floor has been refinished. As I mentioned before, there are some pictures online that are attributed to be the hotel in various states of like decomposition essentially like there are some pictures that are often associated in these articles with like moss growing in the windows but then from what i read and could find those are actually not the hotel i don't think it ever got that bad it was 22 years but it's not like i don't know i don't think it ever got that bad but from the outside you could see the moss kind of taking over the outside of the structure maybe it was pretty run down and it definitely looks nicer now Okay, I did watch a video of some guy who bribed his way in and he wasn't supposed to take photos, but he had like a little GoPro on and you can see it just looks like a nice old building that's got nice hardwood floors. They made him put little booties on his feet, a nice tile on the balcony, veranda thing he went out on. So it's definitely been restored and taken care of in that regard. Definitely nothing looking like, you know, completely overrun and abandoned. It's it's nice They do have it locked up. They have like people who are supposed to keep people out, but will maybe apparently sometimes take bribes to let people in. (laughs) Like, who's allowed in? But that's what I don't get. So it says that it's a museum, and you can still go during business hours. However, this guy went. I didn't see any exhibits. He had to bribe a guy to let him into the building. So I'm not entirely sure... Like, what what is in there now? And, like, Mm. they talked about this initial exhibit as, like, their first exhibit. Everyone always talks about it. But I'm not entirely sure what additional Mm. exhibits they have. They do have reviews, but a lot, like, on Google and stuff. But a lot of the reviews are talking about the view Uh. and the history and Great Restoration. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. It says that it's open on Saturday at 7 a.m. So, maybe it's a museum you can go to. Maybe it was after hours or something. It looks like the middle of a sunny day that this guy bribed this guy. And I was like, if you want to go inside so bad, pay the admission Right. Price. Like, that's the only reason well, I, I can think if of they... to bribe someone is if there's some reason. Did they know he
0: was recording? I don't think they knew
1: he was recording in because they specifically said, they knew he was recording out, I think. And they specifically said you can only take footage from the outside, like on the veranda, looking at the falls, not inside. Hmm. Um, but the little shots that he got with his GoPro, I didn't see any museum exhibits really. I just saw, you know, Weird. restored building. So, and they don't really have a website that I can find anywhere to talk about it. They have hours on Google. It says it closes. So we soon. have to go. So maybe we have to go to we'll answer Jessica's question. Bring some question, respirators. Yeah. To answer Jessica's question, they have done a lot of work on the river in general in Columbia to try and bring it up. However, some people still say when the wind blows the right way, it can smell pretty gross. Still believed to be pretty polluted. I think that if it was super foggy, I may not want to go breathing deep. But on a sunny day, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Um, Hmm. So they do apparently have a business that gets stuff. So we can go if we want to go to Columbia. All right. And that is, and then the last thing I'll say is that in all of the people, like ever since it became a museum, I don't really have, there was one place that said something about the restoration process, like kicked up some activity as it often does. No real concrete examples on what that was. And since then, I don't really have any recent reports of activity. It's really, I think, just fallen into that urban legend, like vibe of just like everyone talks about it. It's a very, very dark, a, a place that has seen a lot of dark history that is it for the nice. story. We'll see if we have more reports of haunted activity as this museum continues. Creepy place, sad yeah. things,
0: and...
1: Yeah.
0: And it's yeah. sad that the land is also suffering in that yeah. area so badly.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but it's interesting, and it definitely, if you want to get in the Halloween spirit, just Google it and look at some of the spooky pictures of the fog looking over the, yeah. the falls. It definitely just looks pretty creepy and can get you get you in that mood.
0: You don't have to think about the fact that it's poop fog. You don't have to think about that at all. No, it's not poop fog if you're not breathing it in. Exactly. If it's in a picture, it's just fog. Just fog. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, that's it. that was an effed up yeah. story, Kelly. Now it's time for something not effed up. They, uh, One thing doesn't suck. <laughs> One thing doesn't suck.
2: Yeah. yeah, just one thing. I've been so Why anxious. Why do I always have to be the one to do it, by the way? You don't well, have you are always, the one that does it.
0: You don't always Cause have to. Because everybody looks at me after well, they because because the
1: first If you're part, not here, someone else does it. But my thing is I never do it. So I was getting really anxious because I was like, it's time to do it. Both these last two times oh. when it's only been the three of us. I was like, it's time to do it. It's so I start trying and then I don't do it well.
0: I don't usually do it either. It's usually Belle. Belle. Belle And it was you
1: because you just did it. You just always did it. Yeah, that was your thing. You just always did it. You brought this on yourself, Jessica. I recall one incident
2: where somebody went, things that don't suck. And I responded with a, things that don't suck out of fun. And then it never went away. That was it. And then then you just kept doing it. That's your origin story, No, because Belle would then do it and look at me.
1: That's it. That's all it took. All right. Well, here's my thing that doesn't suck. I'm too tired for this crank, this, this discussion. Okay. Crank
0: discussion. Yep.
1: Well, we're talking about hotels and a creepy, kind of messed up hotel, but let's talk about a hotel that doesn't suck. Hotels. So, in 1983, 1983, Tim and Melinda O'Brien got married. And they, on their honeymoon, they went to the Muho Bach. Radisson. The Radisson Mulebach. It sounds really exotic, but it's in Kansas City. And I just can't pronounce it.
0: What the hell? So they went to
1: the Radisson in Kansas City for their honeymoon. And as a part of their, like, honeymoon thing, they got a certificate that gave them a lifetime honeymoon. Anytime that they stayed at the Radisson Mulebach... In their anniversary month, their room rate would be the same as their original honeymoon rate. Wow, which was $38. Wow. Well, it was 1983, right? That's pretty fucking cool. So they tucked this into their like scrapbook, and now this year in 2023, they celebrated 40 years of marriage and they were looking through their scrapbook and they were like, wait a second, this gift certificate says anytime you say during your anniversary month, it will be the same. For the rest of your life. Apparently, why haven't you fucking been using, why were you using every it every year? year? I don't know. So then they were like, huh, I wonder if they'll still honor this. So they went back to the hotel, which isn't even a Radisson anymore. It is a Marriott now. Is At it Veeam- still the Muehlenbacher no, or whatever just, it was? It just says it's a Marriott. So I don't know. It's a Marriott in Kansas City. And, and they did. They gave him, they honored the room rate and they allowed him to stay in a comparable room. It wasn't the exact same room because they've had a lot of like upgrades to right, the space. Right. So they stayed in a comparable room in June for their anniversary That's at the cool. Madison. So that was cool. Or Madison, the Marriott, the Marriott, that's what it is. I know, it took me a minute to, I was like, is that the right name? Radisson, <laughs> so just kind of cool that the Marriott honored yeah, a that's gift awesome. certificate from an entirely different chain. Um, but they, they probably 40 were years like, ago. this yeah.
0: one time we'll do it, but, but you next don't year, n- lifetime uh-uh. yet. I mean,
1: like,
2: who's going to turn away an elderly couple who's been married for 40 years that has this honeymoon gift certificate? I can't. I mean, they're not that old. 40 years isn't that long. But it's long. a 40-year
1: anniversary. Yeah, they're in their like sixties. Yeah.
2: yeah, depending on when they got married. Yeah, but I'm not saying that they're old. But it's like a big yeah, momentous thing. Like it's like if mom and dad walked in well, on their fortieth, and they're who would like, refuse
0: "No, mom, if she had a coupon and was telling Are you, you me? what mom was would, right or wrong, they mom might re- would not let them. <laughs> they might mom refuse would her. once. salty. Let's wrap up our episode. Yeah, I think we that's did. It. It. We're done. Woo! Yay, mom! All I know is if I need something fixed, I'll call mom. She'll